Welcome back to the Jeff Becomes Jeff podcast. I have with me for the first time in quite some time, Miss Whitney Nicole. Welcome back, Whitney. Hello, hello. So we're going to jump. We've got a lot to discuss. So we're going to jump right into really quick. I want to make sure that you're able to plug and promote some stuff. I've started doing something different with my own shameless plugs that I'm doing them earlier in the episode instead of at the end because I have a feeling some people may bail when they know the podcast is about the end and not hear the plug. So being the hopeless whore that I am, um, I've been putting them a little bit more early. So at the time that this podcast comes out, your new album will have dropped, I want to say, four days prior. So why don't you tell me a little bit about that and what's got you most excited about this release? Yeah, so this is my first EP ever, so my first mini album, and it comes out on August 19th. It's called A Fine Line. It is a journey about the stages of grief through a heartbreak, but it's not all sad. It has some good stuff, too. Um, So I'm super, super excited because it's my first real project, aside from singles, coming out. Right. What's the name? A Fine Line. By Whitney Nicole, and that will be, I'm assuming, pretty much everywhere. Mm -hmm. All right. Except in your mom's panty drawer. You will not find it in your mom's panty drawer. (laughs) Maybe Uh, on Pornhub. Yeah, maybe. Oh. Oh. (laughs) I didn't know it was that kind of music. Um, And then just like any other additional plugs you want to give right now, that would be fantastic because you do more than just music. Yes. Um, So I have a company, a photography and videography company based in Columbus, Ohio. We do travel as well. It's called A Magical Studios and it's on Instagram under A Magical Photography and you can find it on Facebook and it's a magicalphotography.com. And you have a studio you're opening for that, correct? Like a physical brick and mortar studio. Yes. So the real studio is coming in a couple months. It'll be downtown Columbus. So I'll have more details later on that. But yes, if you follow me, then I'm going to show the journey of creating the business and all of that. So super exciting. Awesome. And Whitney, uh, for those of you who are regular listeners, you know that my old computer a couple months ago took a big old shit on me. Had to buy a brand new computer. Sadly, yesterday I get a text from Whitney that one of her main computers, her magical photography computer, has taken a big old shit. Yes. Uh, blue screen of death. That's like, what I was getting. The worst thing ever. And I tried so many things to get it going back up, but I just had to take it into the computer shop. I'm like thrown in the towel. But yeah, mine's super just sad. sitting in a graveyard behind you. So R.I.P. Yeah, no, that thing was so old. Good riddance, <laughs> not R.I.P. Rest in well, pieces, you son of a bitch. Right. Mine isn't old at all, so it should not be taking a shit on me. So I'm That's very true. upset. That's but true. We'll, but, get, we'll get her back running. Yeah, it's got to be software related. Mm-hmm. So the whole topic of this podcast, so the title of the podcast, assuming I don't change it between recording this and posting it, is going to be Friends, Lovers, and Enemies. So, And this is because we were having a quick text chat recently where I was essentially apologizing for being a shitty friend over the last couple months. And, you know, a lot of that, you know, the school that we work at, um, that I've been extremely busy with camp weeks that have had me there 11-hour days, five days a week, plus all the gigs that I'm doing, plus recording a podcast for these ungrateful listeners, Um, (laughs) finishing the novel that I just finished writing last week, so I've been extremely busy, but excuses are like assholes. Everyone has one, Mm -hmm. and they all stink. They all shit. Yes. Well, all right. (laughs) I've never heard that aspect of the phrase before. Uh Um, But yeah, so I was basically, you know, and I have a bad habit. You know, this is something, this is a reason why, I mean, I have like very little 
friends or people I would call friends. We're going to get into what is a friend, what is an acquaintance, um, what is a close friend, and just all different things like that. You know, you don't really know exactly all the show prep that I've got here. And don't worry, kids, at the end of the episode, we will be doing a new installment of Jeff's Asshole Trivia, at which point I'm going to try and make Whitney lose because it's my job to be an asshole. Well, I beat your ass last time, so bring it on. I'm ready. I know. I was. I think I was <laughs> being a softy um what was it on the first time you were on the show was it britney spears yeah oh babe hey. yes and you completely <laughs> flubbed yes yep. you totally screwed that up all right before we jump into the topic i'm going to be a whore and let everybody know that you can follow me on social media at instagram facebook and Twitter. Oh, I forgot all the where I'm at, which is not that many places. <laughs> at Jeff Becomes Jeff, or you can go visit my website for more information about my music or my Etsy store, jeffshafer.com, J-E-F-S-H-A-F-F-E-R.com. I know he sped through that, but please go follow him. He deserves it. It will not happen. That's why I'm pushing it earlier. <laughs> I've re- this is going to be the 86th episode of my podcast that I have released. Uh-huh. I don't think I've ever gained one single follower on any social media platform. We're going to change that. Yeah, we'll see. And, you know, my social media, it sucks. I'm, I'm almost never present, and usually the only thing I post is, here's my new weekly episode, that's all. Yeah. Um, but I did create a YouTube video, by the way, for those of you out there, if you listen, or for, you know, I got new listeners in Sydney, Australia that have Ooh. actually been racking up some numbers for me in the last week. If you are a listener, you don't really know who I am and you're curious, what does Jeff look like? What does his setup look like? Mm-hmm. I mean, first off, what does Jeff look like? Uh, that's going to be a big disappointment there for you. But I want you to know that if you want to see what it actually looks like for me to report, easy for me to say, record a podcast. I'm essentially recording a very short video version of the podcast regarding a recent episode of Better Call Saul. So go to YouTube and you can search Jeff Schaefer, just J-E-F. Yeah, I spelled it for you in the you know website name. Or I changed the name of my channel to Jeff Becomes Jeff. So you should be able to search that as well. Go check out my fugly mug as I am giving you an example of what the podcast looks like. And that is Jeff with one F. Correct. Mm-hmm. As they should probably know from the title of Well, they better the because podcast. it's twice in the title of the podcast. <laughs> Jeff Becomes Jeff uh-huh. with no double Fs. All right. So getting to the topic, we're going to start discussing friendship. Okay. So the thing I want to start with is just I'm going to go through all these different what I would call categories of friends. But let's first start with what is, you know me, I'm a nerd. I like to do a little bit of research. What is the definition? What is the dictionary definition of a friend? What I found on dictionary.com is a friend is a person attached to another by feelings of affection or personal regard. Aww. So, but in personal regard, that doesn't, it or, or personal regard, oh, okay. right? Okay. So it doesn't have to be affection. Mm. Uh, the first definition I found on my Google result was specific to like, in most cases has to do with sexual interaction. I'm like, wait, I don't, I'm pretty sure. Oh my, then I, you probably have like 200 friends. Um, negative 200. <laughs> So, you know, a lot of people would have what they would call casual friends. So we'll start with the casual friend. Um, So what I want to get your opinion, like what would you say kind of separates what you would call a casual friend from an old friend? So because an old friend, it could be, you know, is someone that you went to high school with. Like in my case, that's decades ago. Mm -hmm. Most of these people, even if I considered them friends in high school, but I haven't seen these people in so long. So does that make them? They're not even acquaintances at this point. Are they just people that I used to know? 
know? Are yeah. they called old friends? Now you're just somebody that I I used was thinking to the know. exact same thing. <laughs> so, you know, what would you consider to be the difference between like at what point is someone a casual friend and at what point do they fade into what you would call an old friend? Um, I mean, I would say someone is, who's a casual friend is more like an acquaintance, like someone maybe you work with like or I don't we'll get to acquaintances because okay, acquaintances so are different? basically people that you don't have to like you just yeah. have to know them okay. you have to know they exist and that is an acquaintance okay so then just a casual like someone just do you hang out with this casual friend right well that's the thing that's the question is a casual friend yeah. is that based off of the frequency of interaction right texts is you know and again at what point then do you take a casual friend that you might see a couple times a year and you could just be a bump into but as long as you're friendly with each other mm -hmm. um but at what point do you start saying oh that that's an old friend that's of mine. an old friend yeah, yeah. like what would you I would think? say if you don't talk to them for a while for what like what would the while be oh shit i mean <laughs> i know the frequency i don't know like i guess it depends because i feel like i have a lot of best friends who i can go a little while without talking to but then when i talk to them it's just like they're my best friend right. again you Riding know a bike yeah, so I would say just somebody maybe who you have just grown apart and you don't really have interest anymore and you don't have a reason to be friends. Maybe that's an old friend. Right. And, you know, in regard to best friends, mm -hmm. plural, mm -hmm. is that an oxymoron? To Can say you have I multiple best friends? Correct. Um, I think I have like a group of best friends, like they're my best people in my life. Mm -hmm. So I don't know, like I, I personally can't just choose one. But I are those just all. close friends? What's they're, the difference between a best besties. friend and a close friend? So like, is disclosure like a big, like the willingness, the level of willingness that you're able to discuss something maybe sensitive or private or almost mm -hmm. secretive with someone is that kind of walking that, oh, fine line, a uh, callback to your <laughs> album. But is that walking that line as what really separates a close friend from a best friend? I would say close friend and best friend is like the same thing. What's the difference between close friend and best friend? Well, get, well, see, that's what I'm saying. Best friend almost seems like it should be one person, but it is hard to pick because there's that whole pressure of if you name someone, like if you think about when you were growing up as a little kid, you typically only have like one person that that's my best friend. Yeah. And you almost discuss that in secret, right? Mm -hmm. Like it, because you don't want to make your other friends feel bad, but you make right. sure you let that person know you're my best friend. Mm -hmm. And it's, you know, also does a best friend friend does that need to have some mutual aspect to it like what is the case if you say someone is your best friend and they just consider you a close friend yeah. or a casual friend does bitterness get involved do you risk ruining the friendship in general well that's awkward if you're like right. you're my best friend like i've had people do that like or just like maybe move the friendship way quicker than what i'm comfortable with and be like let's hang out let's go places together and i'm like i literally just met you like we're not even friends right yeah so yeah that could make things awkward i i don't know i personally don't really say like this is my like i don't tell the world who my best friends are and I, I really don't disclose right. just one of them but I think like if you're in a room with all of your closest friends I think 
people would just know who's the closest. Yeah. I mean, you could see it. I mean, like, for example, my old bandmates. Okay. I mean, we saw each other every week, multiple times a week. We would take long trips together, whether it was playing on the Buckeye Cruise for Cancer or when we would go play uh, the International Film Festival that we would perform at in Dubuque, Iowa. So we'd spend nights in small cabins, in hotel rooms, and we'd just known each other for years. Mm -hmm. But did I really consider them best friends? No, I didn't because they were close friends because they knew a shit ton about me because we had such a constant frequency of interaction. But outside of the band stuff, we never did anything. So do you disclose? Okay, so there's like probably a certain level of information that you'll tell who your best friend is versus like who your close friend. So like I think that's natural. Like a lot of that's trust, you know, and Mm -hmm. comfort. So if you're spending a a lot of time with your bandmates, they they do become close. They kind of become like family. But, you know, with family, you don't tell them everything. Right. So I think there's like that level. So maybe that's the distinction of like, will I tell my close friends that I have the herpaderp or something like that? Herpaderp? Would that that be slang for herpes? (laughs) Whatever you decide, you know. I'm I'm only telling Sheila about my gonorrhea. (laughs) Right. So like if you have something really personal. Because she gave it to me. I'm kidding. She already knows. Yeah, like anything like that level in your life, you're only going to tell a certain amount of people. Right. Or Um, one. Right. If anybody. So that person is a special person. So yeah, it is a level of trust. Okay. So it sounds like we're in agreement in regard to the fact that it doesn't necessarily boil down to frequency of interaction. Because like I said, I would see my bandmates way more often than some weeks that I would see my kids Mm -hmm. um, or rather quality time or time spent together. But did I ever consider them best friends per se? Right. So, okay. That's interesting. And then like work friends, like you've got work friends. So a work friend is somebody that you're friendly with at the workplace, but I would assume if someone is called a work friend, you're never interacting with that person outside of a work function. Right. And again, you know, I don't think anyone from the school really listens that much, but the fact is, is while some of the people from the school will come support me and see me play, I don't think I've ever done anything with anyone from the school. I mean, the happy hour they do after school on Tuesday nights, yes and no, but it's considered a school related happy hour where they leave the school and literally go to the happy hour all school people right so i mean that almost feels like a work-related function yeah Mm -hmm. so i would say so yeah all right so while we're still on the topic of friends i'm gonna segue into social media you know that i tend to loathe social media any of my listeners know that i tend to loathe social media my main reason behind why i'm not a fan of social media is because it is one of the most anti-social things that someone can engage in Mm -hmm. You're hiding behind this essentially avatar. You can take your pictures however you want, only post the pictures you want to post. You can edit your comment, you know, before you post it. It's very similar to like texting nowadays versus having a physical conversation with somebody is you're able to stop and truly craft, you know, what you're saying as you're saying it instead of maybe that gut reaction that you might say something that, oops, I stuck my foot in my mouth there, right? which I have a big tendency to do. (laughs) My dad always told me growing up, I only opened my mouth to change feet. Uh But regarding social Social media and then finger quotes friends or the actual verbs that now exist with friending 
and unfriending. So those uh-huh. are things that, you know, we never have a good first day at school, honey. I hope you do a lot of friending. Yeah. You know, we never use that word. It was make a lot of friends or meet new people, but friending, that's a whole new thing. Yeah. Now, nerdy Jeff went and did a little research. I was curious, was the word unfriend as a verb 100% invented and created from the Facebook era? No. Really? The first time, now, it was well, never. unfriend is just like. But as, as a verb, but it was never commonly used. But in 1659, a clergyman of the Church of England, Thomas Fuller, in a poem he wrote, he uh, the poem was called The Appeal of Injured Innocence. He said, I hope, sir, that we are not mutually unfriended by this difference which hath happened betwixt us. I can't even spit this shit out, this weird British language. So technically the word unfriend, unfriended as a verb was uttered back in in 1659. So, okay. But other than that, it was never really commonly used until Facebook and all that started to come up with friends, uh-huh. unfriending, friending. So we're going to start with social media, MySpace. Did you ever have a MySpace page? I did. All right. Actually, that's where like I discovered coding. I was good at that. Okay. Because you know they had the HTML coding. Right. And you would go and you would get your theme and then you would throw the code in Customized. there. Your page. Yeah, and then you would have friends. Oh my god! And then you would rank your friends, and that was always like a statement. Well, so. it wasn't. It wasn't even necessarily ranking. It was because MySpace allowed you to display eight friends. Mm-hmm. Everybody else, you had to go click on a link and see who your all of your friends were. Yeah, you were able. To, you had eight slots. It was almost like speed dial on an old phone, <laughs> where it was like you know which person is most important that they're getting my speed dial slot. Yeah. So that was. It was something that created a lot of content arguments and stuff between people because it goes back to that whole mutual feeling of best friends like if I got you in my top eight you son of a bitch I better be in your yeah. top eight oh. mm-hmm. so that would create this whole sense of imbalance I'm sure a lot yeah. of people would go look at someone's page see they'd been bumped out of the top eight and be like well fuck you I'm, you're yep. coming out of my top eight sonny boy yep so and then the rank of it too like if right. you have two close best friends and somebody else is higher than the uh-huh. other I mean you're forced to choose that so and then you could always see like, oh, someone's dating somebody. If like a boy or girl moved into, you're like, oh my god, like it was just a right. lot. You would know when some <laughs> random person of the opposite sex popped into the top slot. Yeah, Peter's knocking boots with this Shannon chick, apparently. <laughs> right. So how dare him? I know, but that was, you would have been really young because MySpace launched in August of 2003. So how old would you have been? In 2003, I would have been 12. Okay. Yeah, and I think I got it around age 13 or so. Yeah, that sounds responsible. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. I mean, back <laughs> then the it wasn't... the dial-up internet. Oh, yeah. AOL sending you the <laughs> CDs every, you yep. know, three ICQ. weeks. ICQ. I think I still remember ICQ. my ICQ oh, number. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> wow, I forgot about ICQ. But yeah, so Facebook, or I'm sorry, MySpace was essentially the first platform that really started to use the word friend from a media perspective. Okay. So Because it was really the first social media platform. Uh-huh. Do you remember who everyone's first friend was? Tom. Tom, <laughs> who never changed his profile right. picture. My God, that weird kind of looking yep. over his shoulder in his white t-shirt. Kind like, of I did coy. this, bitches. Yeah, look at me. <laughs> and I wonder who was in Tom's top eight slots. I don't think Tom had one. We had to have had a page or else you couldn't have been friends with him. Right, but I don't recall 
Maybe we need to look that up. Oh, Tom had a page. But uh, not that. But did he have a top eight? Because I'm sure he could code it out. Yeah, I bet he did. Mm -hmm. They were probably like his fellow coders and people that helped him. But yeah, also back then, MySpace, this was before we had rear-facing cameras. This was before we had cell phones with any real... I mean, it it was pixelated garbage (laughs) to take a picture with your flip phone. And there were like... It was basically like RGB... That was it. I mean, I don't mean like <laughs> gradients in the RGB. It was red, green, and blue. It right. Was, it was just like. <laughs> right. So people, it started to get popular with people that would take pictures in the mirror with an actual camera. Yeah. And you'd see the camera, you'd see the flash, and it was just in the mirror. That was yep. like basically the first selfie. And that was because people wanted to take pictures of themselves to start representing themselves on their own profile. So right. that kind of started the whole world. <sighs> Selfies. Selfies. I loathe selfies. Uh, I, I don't like having my picture taken in general. You remember when you yeah. came over last time? You're like, That's enough. And I took literally two pictures. Yeah, I wanted just a couple shots to try and use for promotional purposes for the podcast. Mm-hmm. You had your camera out of the back for like two minutes. Yeah. I'm like, yep, that's good. You took more pictures of the cat than you did of me, probably. <laughs> I did. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, so selfies, you know kind of launched with MySpace. So it was a bit of a pioneer. So Facebook, while it was launched earlier, it officially took over MySpace as far as unique visitors in the U.S. in May of 2009. Mm -hmm. So it launched in February 2004, but as we all know from The Social Dilemma or whatever that movie was about Mark Zuckerberg, that it was was all geared toward college students, which, you know, to try and connect them, which if you think about it, that kind of makes sense because Facebook was originally built to almost be like a yearbook, like a college yearbook. Yeah. And if you think about a yearbook, what is it? It's a book with a bunch of faces in it. Mm -hmm. It's a Facebook. So. So while Facebook is a really weird name, if you think about it from that perspective, especially from an educational or institutionalized perspective, it actually does kind of make sense. I'm right. still not a fan of Mark Zuckerberg, but <laughs> I guess it makes sense. And of course, they used a lot of the same terminology as MySpace. So they were using friend. Now, I will tell you that I had to go research this. I was like, when you were on MySpace, were you allowed to like something? What do you think? Um... I can't recall that. I think no. I think you just shared stuff, right? Just comments. Yeah. All you could do is leave a comment. So there was no like. So actually, Facebook didn't launch a like button on their platform until February of 2009. I kind of like that better. Like having no likes. Like if you like talk to me, you know, it made it a little bit more. Yeah, I guess. Um, But like the one thing that people have always questioned about Facebook, like they want to keep it positive. So we're not going to have an unlike button. God forbid. I mean, people. Well, people can still (laughs) troll the shit out of you. Oh, yeah. It happened to me today. Well, but think about it. That kind of goes back to what you just said about comments being more personal. If people want to tell you how much they dislike anything that you just posted, they have to do it through a comment. They just can't click a thumbs down. They can on YouTube. Yeah. Like YouTube, you can just say, eh, don't like it. Mm -hmm. And typically they'll move on. And unless they're incensed by something, they're not going to waste their time with a comment. Right. So it actually may work out worse for people as far as being cyber bullied or trolled. Yeah. Because all of the negative stuff has to come in the form of a comment. Well, and Facebook does do where you can like do other emotions. Like so emojis. They do have like a little mad face. So all I right. guess that could be a, like an uh, I dislike this. But, yeah, but usually most, that's like I'm mad that this happened or right, something. Most of the people that use the emojis, they're using them to agree, like to show uh, some support for the person's post. So yeah. it might be. 
might be the person said, a bird shit in my mouth today when I was on my way into work. And that person might put a mad face there. Right. So it's actually a supportive mad face. Yeah, it's, you're right. So, and we've got the hug, mm-hmm. the arms the around the heart. I, I love you. I care. My heart. I kind of liked it when it was a little more simple. Smiley face. Yeah. Heart. Now you have all this extra stuff. Mm-hmm. It's getting a little. Like, why did you just like it? Why didn't you heart it? Right. Why <laughs> did you heart it? You should have cared. Right. <laughs> oh, going back to YouTube really quick. I do want to point out that they were launched on Valentine's Day of 2005. So okay. in an 18-month period, MySpace, Facebook, and YouTube were all launched. That's a lot of shit changing the landscape of human interaction happening in a year and a half. Very fast. The yeah. World Wide Web. Oh, yes. <laughs> www.spitonmyback.org. Oh. No, that's horrible. Sick. Was that yogurt? Mm. Um, all right. <laughs> So uh, going back to cyberbullying. So I did some research in 2007. That was the first time that a suicide was reported based on the cause being cyberbullying. So think about it. So 2007. 2007. Okay. So before the, you know, YouTube came 2005. Yeah, but Facebook okay. wasn't hadn't taken over until 2009. So okay. MySpace was probably still the more prominent social interaction for the general public at that time. I mean, they okay. may have started rolling out to the public, but they hadn't taken. Okay. Um, So this is still pretty early on. And I'm going to give you a couple ridiculous stats. So there was a recent study by the Cyberbullying Research Center. Yes, that's a real thing. And this was done very recently. In this study, 95% of U.S. teens state that they are actively online. Not surprising. Right. 15% of teens admitted to engaging in sexting. Not surprising. Yeah. I mean, I didn't have that option when I was growing up. Well, okay. Yeah, I did. Because the cell phone was just a new thing, right? So you could T9 and text people. I was in my 30s by the time all that stuff started coming out. Okay. Yeah, with kids. Mm -hmm. So my whole opportunity to sext with anyone in high school, not that anyone would have sexted with me. (laughs) You never know. Well, yeah. Sexy Jeffy. I'd have been getting catfished. By the chick in the back of the algebra class with the mustache um, telling me that she was, you know, Tina, the cheerleader. That was probably me. <laughs> you, oh, you have the mustache? Yeah. But again, still sexting didn't exist back then. I didn't have that problem to face with, but 15% have admitted to it. So you can only imagine how many more are actually doing right. it because that's one of those things you don't want to openly admit, admit in yeah. a study. 88% of teens say that they share too much personal information online. Okay. Well, that's up to you, dumbass. Right. If you think you're sharing too much information, share don't less. Don't do it. That was 88%. 90% of teens believe that online harassment is a problem. Do you see the correlation there? A 2% difference. Don't share your personal shit and you won't be harassed. harassed. Right. So that's what one of the things that annoys me about the constant complaints about cyberbullying is like, dude, you're the one putting your shit out there. You got to grow a bit more of a thicker skin. If you're going to put your life out on display for people, you may take a picture that you think this is the best picture I've ever taken. I took it from eight feet overhead. All seven of my chins look like one. (laughs) You know, you you can totally optimize everything. Use whatever filter you want, which 
which one thing I will say, I've noticed a lot less filter usage in like Thank the last God. six months. Okay. You may have noticed that, but what I think it is, is the filters have gotten better. They've gotten more natural. So people don't look just smoothed over right. with a paint roller. People are definitely still using the filter. And I can tell this in like, you know, when they do the reels videos and they close their eyes or blink and then the filter goes away and then comes back. But it's very like technology gets better and better. So right. it looks more real now. That's a shame. Don't let them fool you. I know. Well, trust no one. So speaking of friends on finger quotes, friends on social media versus friends in real life. So I texted you about this last night because Mm -hmm. I was trying to do a calculation. So right now I currently have exactly 200 friends on Facebook, which I'm I'm constantly cleaning house. Like Mm -hmm. uh, in 2020, I was around 600, 700. And I basically put a post out for a six month period. Occasionally go follow my fan page. If you're not reading my messages on here and you don't care enough to go follow my fan page, if you're not close friend or family, you're getting deleted. Right. And I cut my friend on January 1st of 2021. I cut myself down to under 100 friends on Facebook. So I feel like that's hard with how social media algorithms are these days because you can put a post out that says like, if you see this and you know, go like my stuff. But because of algorithms, they're not putting it in front of people. Right. So really, I guess only the people who mess with you anyway are going to like it and see it. That's true. But at the same time if i've ever posted something like when my dad passed Mm -hmm. and i posted like a quick little like just tribute I, I, I feel dirty having even posted it because I hate the whole, I, I want your sympathy. I want your yeah. thanks or your congratulations or. Well, I think at that point it's an information thing because there could be people out there who care. Right. About which is father. one of the reasons that I did that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, when I did that, oh, I mean, the amount of comments and likes that I got was almost every friend that I had. Yeah. But if I post, hey, everyone, I just launched a new music video for my brand new album that I released. Nobody fucks with it. No one. Yeah. Nothing. Bullshit. Yep. Uh-huh. So I don't know that it's necessarily the algorithm not putting that shit out in front of there. Well, but it's But the more uh, people that start to like and click on it, the more the algorithm picks up and starts to share it. Right. Which is kind of shitty, but I mean, that's how it is. And that's, maybe this is a topic for another day, but that's a problem that I have because I've noticed like with the recent competition that I did, mm-hmm. the Maxim competition, I get all kinds of likes for the posts. And it's like, just because people probably want to see me naked or something. Something, mm-hmm. Right, but when I post my album or something that really, really matters to Did me, they realize it was Maxim and not Playboy. I don't think people really know the difference because people my age don't read magazines, so gotcha. they probably like correlate it, right? Now sit down and show me your tits. But when I post something that really, like, really matters to me, like my music, I don't get as much support, and so I've been trying to like reach out to people, like, hey, I love how you supported me in this, but this is what really matters to me. Can you support that? But it's yeah, it's like why. I don't know. That's right. Well, it's like topic. the video that I put out on YouTube last week in response to the Better Call Saul episode. And I'm going to be honest, there was a little bit of whoring in that. I don't ever really re- put content on YouTube anyway. I don't mm-hmm. even put the podcast out there because then the conversion process is just too time consuming. And it's, it's enough other places. And it's not like I'm doing a video podcast. So it would just be an audio representation anyway. Yeah. So I thought, you know, maybe this would be a good opportunity. It's like a four minute video, but it constantly has a reference in the bottom corner 
Corner. I mentioned the Jeff Becomes Jeff podcast. The audio sounds like it is the podcast with the sound effects and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. I even end it the same way with my standard sign-off. But using certain tags and knowing the content was about a hugely popular show. This isn't a lot, but it's been out for four days, and I have close to 100 views. I haven't promoted it. I mean, this by the time anyone on my podcast hears me talking about the fact that I released a video, it will have been out for almost two weeks. Yeah. So, I mean, almost two weeks exactly. Again, that's where, like you're talking about, there's certain things that you just got to figure out, create your own algorithm. So mm-hmm. it's it's tricky. Yeah. Um, but anyway, going back to my 200 friends, if I want to base on real life interactions and frequency of seeing someone. So what I asked you, and I did the same math, in the last year, how many people that you consider friends, not including family, unless it is a family member that you consider a friend first and foremost. Like, for example, my son is at a point now, my adult son, where I would consider him more of a friend than a son. Mm -hmm. My daughter, she's always been a daddy's girl. I just went and hung a TV wall mount on the wall for her in her new apartment. She's also an adult. She will always be my daughter first and foremost. I am close with my mom and we can be friendly, but she will always be my mom first and foremost. Uh, So based on that, how many people have invited you to do something. Now, it's kind of what I consider to be, yeah. not that you invited mm-hmm. and that you saw, because I think it's that reaching out that is really, that shows someone's thinking about you and wants to include you, yeah. whether you go or not. You know, right. how many people have invited you to do something on a personal level in the last year? My yeah. number is five. Okay. And four of those people are two couples that do everything together. So technically, they almost count as one. Mm-hmm. So technically, two. You're the other. Um <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that, though. Like, I definitely believe in keeping your circle small. Right. But I'm just trying to illustrate how inaccurate what people consider to be a friend on social media versus what an actual friend is. So doing the math, that would give me a 2.5% accuracy rating of who my friends are versus what my Facebook says I have friends. Yeah. So then we looked at your page. Mm -hmm. You have 853 friends. Mm -hmm. And with the number that you gave me, you had a 2.8% accuracy rating. So even with us having completely different lifestyles, you're a lot more outgoing than I am. Eh. Well, Eh. you're you're generally more social and personable and likable. I I don't know about that. I would argue that. I don't like people. I go out of my way. People like you, though. Mm. They do. (sighs) I think you're... Okay, well, I, I, I need to see this, like, side of Jeff that people don't like because... No, it's not that people dislike me. It's just that, I mean, again, to say that I've only had, essentially, one group and one person invite me to do anything, Whitney's cracking open a truly... <laughs> I should have did it in That's here. fine. Um, but in the last year, that's a very low number. So my point being, it's not like people, and I'm like, I can't count my old drummer who invited me to his 40th birthday party next week because the text was, Hey, I'm having my 40th birthday party next week. Would you be willing to come set up and play? Yeah, that doesn't count. No, that's not an invitation. That is work. And he's even offered to pay me, which of course I don't want to take any of his money because it's his birthday. I will put out a tip bucket, Uh but I'm not taking any of his money. If he insists, I'll just say, throw it in the bucket. (laughs) Fucking lotion in the basket! <laughs>
Um, so I thought that was very interesting. I was curious yeah. what your answer was going to be. The fact that mine was 2.5% and yours was 2.8%, despite yeah. the fact being opposite sex were separated by almost 20 years of age. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we have similar circles to an extent, but we also have dramatically different circles. So right. um, it's it just very odd. I'd be curious. You know, I want all of you to think about that out there. Go look at how many friends you have. Don't look at Instagram. Don't look at Twitter because those are followers. There's a big right. difference between a follower or what is called a friend. Yeah. And I think with Facebook, it can go in a direction that is, you know, very, very low percent, even worse than 2.5. But I think a lot of people just friend people to friend people. I'm very selective with who I add. If I don't know you, if I haven't talked to you, I'm not adding you. Like, I think I have maybe over probably 200 some people just sitting in the in the request of trying to be my friend. And I'm like, I don't know you. So, yeah, I think if people aren't selective, then that's kind of harder for them to judge. But Mm -hmm. yeah. But going back to unfriending, you know, we live in this era of ghosting where people will break up literally just from ghosting. Yeah. Like you could be seeing someone for months and then you just, you don't hear from them anymore and you just assume that's it. But it's the same thing with like an unfriending where you can just completely detach yourself from that person. And that is their outlet to essentially stalk and spy on you and see into your life. And that's one of the reasons why like every time I've gone through a breakup, the first thing I do is unfriend that person. And I won't block them necessarily unless they go kookaburra and are constantly messaging me or doing things that are highly inappropriate at which point i will block them and right in most of my past relationships they've all been Blocked and them? they've all had to be blocked within the first 24 to 48 Damn. hours. Yeah. See, I don't I don't even unfriend my exes unless like something like that is going on. But I'm just like, eh, I don't really care. Like, and I'm kind of nosy too. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like, all right, let me you hold on. See, yeah. I wanna yeah, I wanna see, see that's what you're unhealthy. doing. I want it is very and I'm kind of toxic sometimes. Yeah. But I'll admit that. But I don't blow them up. I don't, you know, I I just whatever. I'm but glad you added up. I don't blow them up. <laughs> no, I'm glad you added up to that phrase. <laughs> I don't blow them. Yes. No, that that definitely ends for sure. But like I was just telling Jeff earlier that I had an ex that I had blocked because he was very crazy. And when she said I was telling Jeff earlier, she's talking about me to you, the crowd and referring to me in third person. You can just call me you. We're having a conversation. <laughs> As I was telling you, they know who you're talking to. Anyway. You were confusing them. Who's this other Jeff guy? As I was telling you earlier. Thank you. I'm an asshole. Now you know why people don't like me. All right. Well, I was telling you earlier, I had an ex that I haven't ta- that I had to block because uh, he was crazy. And I hadn't talked to him in like three years. And he hit me up. He found a way to hit me up. Oh, my God. They found me. I don't know how, but they found me. Work hard, buddy! And it was very inappropriate. So I blocked him off that media. Today, I get a notification that he added my hedgehog to Instagram. Like he followed my hedgehog. And I'm thinking, you don't even know that I have a hedgehog. How'd you find this information? So like people, it like it does not matter if you block them. If they're crazy, they're crazy. They will figure it out. Right. So like you kind of have to like the only block in the real world is a restraining order. Like that is... 
a real damn thing. Yeah. No, yeah. I I had a stalker once that oh my god, I had to go to the police, and I luckily did not have to file a restraining order, but it was just some chick that came and saw our band and went crazy. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. She got a, one of our business cards off of I think our drummer, and it had my number on it because we would book weddings and stuff. Yeah. Uh, so, and one day, months after whatever gig she had been at, where she had met us, I get a phone call from her. She's claiming to be in the hospital, having just attempted suicide. Oh my and she god. She doesn't know who else to call. And I'm like, who is so this? So you use the business card while you're in the hospital? Who is this? I'm confused. I'm telling you, it was weird. It was weird. Um, so what'd you do to this girl? Nothing. <laughs> nothing. I never had seen her outside of that show. Okay. Damn. I, mean, I was married at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, I didn't, I was trying to be nice because I felt like I don't want to be a dickhead to someone if she is suicidal yeah. and she's in the hospital and she's reaching out and she needs help. Yeah. I don't want to be a total asshole and put her into some weird spiral. Uh-huh. But then whenever she got released, then like we didn't talk then for days after that initial interaction. Then she started calling my work. Like, so she must have like looked up on social media and saw where I worked or oh whatever, even though we weren't friends on social media. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But that was probably public information on my profile. And I mean, I got to the point, like she was telling me, I've got a gun. I'm going to kill, shoot myself. You need to wow. come see me, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I finally, I was like, I lost all sensitivity. And I said, then fucking stick the gun in your mouth and do it. Do not fucking call me at work again. Because it was like every three minutes, my phone was ringing. Oh and I'm like, God. I'm at work. Right. So I finally went to the Gehanna police because my work was in Gehanna on my lunch break that uh-huh. same day told them everything that was going on, filed a report. I was able, I only really knew like her first name, but I was able to, I don't remember, I think it might have been from something that she had liked or something on a a post or whatever where I'm like, I think this is her full name. I don't know where she lives. She claims that she's not at home and that she's driving around from payphone to payphone so that she can try and call me at work without me recognizing the number. So the police found out where she lives, which I want to say was in New Albany, just outside of Gehanna and went to her door and she claimed that we were having an affair and that I was going over the top in love with her and she was trying to put an end to it and that I was the one harassing her. Oh my God. At which point the police basically were like, yeah, I know this. They, when they came back and talked to me, they're like, look, we know bitch is crazy. <laughs> um, and they did not believe anything that she had to say, but she clearly wasn't like out in Canal Winchester at a payphone with a gun if they were able to, to find her at home. Her door. So I, and then they basically basically told her do not contact him ever again or else we will press charges and we'll come arrest you and so i never heard from her again after that wow but it was every gig after that for a while it was a little nerve-wracking oh yeah damn you must have really put it on her vocally Uh, that's all it was purple rain it was it was the way my (laughs) hips moved and gyrated to the music damn lady killer yeah but you know going back to like just posts and you know the whole thing of like when it comes to cyberbullying, when people post stuff, that there is like a, an equivalent to a drug yeah. and a rush where you, you get those comments or those likes or whatever coming in. Yeah. That's one of the reasons why I don't post that often because I'm human. I yeah. feel that exact same rush, but uh, it just... Same reason why I don't like my birthday being celebrated or being celebrated on Father's Day or anything like that. Yes, it's because I think people should be celebrated for a reason, for an accomplishment, not simply because of a calendar day. Mm -hmm. I recently had a birthday. No one knew about it. I was... My goal every Did year I tell on my you birthday. Happy birthday. You don't know when my birthday is. When's your fucking birthday? Uh, you missed it. 
You little shit. It's over. It's fine. You shit. My I'm son. Gonna slap you. My son didn't even tell me happy birthday. Happy I mean, birthday. All right, whatever. Fucker. But my son, and I can't say it because then on the air, everyone's going to know it. I don't publicize it on social media. I love birthdays. I, I think that you should be celebrated. That is your one day yeah. of the year. I have never worked a day in my life on my birthday. I got a text from my brother, a text from my daughter, and the annual phone call from my mom. Mm -hmm. So that was, and my goal so every year is to hear. Then that it, means. It was within the last week. Oh, happy birthday. It's fine. Don't. I don't that was my whole point. I don't want to hear. I don't like that shit though. It's fine. If we're gonna be friends, if I'm one of your three friends that you have, then I need to know your birthday. Five? Jeez, way to <laughs> undersell me. All right. Jeff has great toilet paper. Do I? It is. Or I'm sorry. You have great toilet paper. All right. Thank you. <laughs> well done. Weak bladdered Whitney just had to pause for station identification and make a wee, make a little bit of a tinkle. Thank you. Yeah, I believe that is Charmin Ultra Strength. I like the Ultra Strength versus the Ultra Soft mm -hmm. because I want to make sure that my finger doesn't bust through. And go up the pooper. <laughs> Nothing worse than weak toilet paper that you go for a forceful wipe and the finger just bursts right through the center. That's so why you have to double the toilet paper. Just oh, I double case. it. I have strong fingers <laughs> and a very weak anus. Ah. I, w I wouldn't survive in prison. Well, you definitely don't want any poop or <laughs> any toilet paper particles on it either. So that's why I go for the strength versus the soft because it doesn't rip apart on your bum hole. Yeah, you don't want that. No. That's not good. Mm -mm. You don't want the, the dingleberries as they're known. Ew. Yes. All anyway. Right. So speaking of shit covered fingers and dingleberries, oh, let's move oh, on oh, to oh. the lovers aspect. I'm going to order pizza after this. Okay. <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> Trying to make Jeff grow his tits back out. Titty. Jeffy's big titties. Um, so going into the idea of lovers, like it's very common. You hear people say all the time, I want to marry my best friend. Like people want so badly to have their partner in a romantic relationship be what they would consider to be their best friend. I think once you're in a relationship, it's hard to separate the relationship aspect from truly just being a best friend. Yeah. Like you can tell your best friend, you've been gaining some weight or you, you look fat right. in those jeans. You can't tell your wife that or you're not getting any BJs for the next you know, month or so. Like now that you say it in that context, I I really don't believe your spouse can be your actual best friend because you can't tell them everything. You can't like if somebody hot walks by, right? In most relationships, some you can, but if someone hot and you're like, oh, like that, she looks good or he looks mm -hmm. good, you're going to upset that person. So, but like you said, it depends on the person. Like right. to me, I personally think that that is human nature. Mm -hmm. Like to me, that wouldn't bother me right. if someone commented on like, because honestly, I'm comfortable enough in my skin and my heterosexuality that I can find a man attractive. I can, I understand if I 
see a guy that I know by society standards is hot or good looking or uh-huh. built or fugly, like I can tell the difference. I'm not right. an idiot. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's why so many men try and do haircuts or beards or their clothes to try and emulate those guys that they think are sexy in yeah. the public eye and they want to look like that sexy guy. Right. So for them to try and say, I don't know what a sexy man looks like, that's <laughs> right. bullshit. It's silly. Yeah. I mean, again, you want to do it tastefully. You, you don't want to be like, oh, well, I want to bang that. Right. Um, you know, but yeah. He's like, oh, he's really nice looking. For or people to like find that, someone but... attractive. And honestly, I think stifling that and holding that in and repressing that with a partner, that could also have, you know, very bad repercussions as far as now you feel like you can't say it. So what happens when you are out with your friends and you're in that situation? Are you going to be twice or three times more lewd in your thoughts or your speech in regard to commenting on somebody hot or sexy in the room? Mm -hmm. But it all boils down to, like I said, it's that communication thing. A lot of people, I'll tell you, you just said you can't tell your spouse or your partner everything. Right. You know, would you tell a best friend more things than you would tell a spouse or a partner? I don't know. I would say absolutely. See, and that would piss like the last chick that I dated for a while. Uh Oh, that was a nightmare. Um, (laughs) But, and she was... To an extent. Horribly jealous, but she expected there to be zero secrets. Like, zero. Like Well, define secret, because you can't, like, let everybody know everything about your life. Like, nobody's going to know every single thing about you. Like, that's not humanly possible. But to her, that was unacceptable. Well, I mean, it depends. So, the important things you should be sharing, or, you know, you're going to have a friendship, but if something, like, major happens, like, to you, and say it's something embarrassing, are you going to want to call your spouse first or your best friend or say it's something that most people would judge or something maybe your spouse may not like Mm -hmm. like not one person can can fulfill every piece of you so there are people who you love for a certain reason and you go to them to talk about certain topics your spouse may be you know someone that isn't a fan of that topic so you go there so so to assume that your spouse is going to tell you everything just doesn't even make sense no i agree Uh, trust me and i think there's also in a good relationship i think privacy yeah is important like you shouldn't have to show or unlock your phone or share passwords with people because if you are if you care about your spouse enough not to be a piece of shit cheat or whatever then that should be irrelevant and on the flip side if you trust your spouse enough to know that they care enough about you to not be a piece of shit right why do you need to see their shit you know so there's a lot that goes on there but like in regard to the whole separation of spousal for those who might disagree and say no i think that you know your spouse or your partner should be your best friend and i think that's absolutely possible think about friendships between members of the opposite sex or same sex if they're homosexual that go out of their way to never have sex because they know even if there's an admitted attraction between the two of them, they know that that might ruin the friendship. You know, yeah. it's that whole idea. It's so scary. Yeah. So if the if we all consider the idea that having sex with a friend could ruin that relationship or ruin that friendship or change it, then that does illustrate, in my opinion, the absolute separation between being a romantic partner and being a best friend. Yeah. And if you know, I were gonna follow the old adage of "I want to be with my best friend," I would have fucked so many dudes at this point. <laughs> 
<laughs> because God. it's so much easier for people to be friends with people of the same gender. Yeah. There's just too many common ideologies and just natural commonalities that exist. Mm-hmm. And it's maybe one of the same reasons why I said earlier that my son, I see his friend first, son second. My mom and my daughter, I see his mom and daughter first and friend second. Maybe right. that has something to do with it. Yeah. But, and now... I was about to say something really gross, which I won't. I'm scared. Now you have to say it. I was going to say, like, in normal situations. um, Oh, mom, tune out now. Bail! No, I was going to say, in normal situations, one of the reasons why it may be hard to just be really good friends with someone of the opposite sex is because there is that, it's like the old when Harry met Sally thing, where there's that always kind of hovering of, is there a subtle sexual possibility? Mm -hmm. But I just finished talking about my mom and my daughter as being friends. <laughs> so I'm excluding them from that yes, aspect. They are not and in that's, this conversation. that's because they're family. Right. All right, mom, you can come back. Yeah, I definitely understand that because for me, when I say I'm friends with someone of the opposite sex and when I start to feel like they are getting a little across that line, mm-hmm. I bail on the whole friendship right. if, if I don't see them in that way. Um, but usually things start out if you're attracted to someone it's almost like right away but like say you're friends and you know that they're attracted to you but you aren't as attracted I like I used to just go along with it because mm-hmm. I'm like but I like this person I want to be their friend maybe they'll back off or whatever but now as I'm older I realize like nah nah we ain't doing that because right. the moment like I really appreciate genuine relationships so the moment that I get in a relationship and if I feel like somebody that I've made friends with and then they just stop talking to me because I'm in a relationship then you were never my friend to begin with mm-hmm. so I've been having like issues with that I've been cutting people off if I feel like you know you have intense Intentions, like you're pretending to be my friend in the hopes that right. we can move that further. Show me your tits. Right. Then I'm not I'm not fucking with you. Right. So But all along those lines, you know, there's also that whole thing, like you just talked about, like that initial attraction. It's weird how that friendship though can for example, there was a girl at my last job that when she started there, just like she worked in my department. I'm like, she was not very attractive. Um, but over time getting to know her by the time I left that company, I found her a lot more attractive. Did I think she was hot? No. But did I find her at least consumably attractive? Yes. Yeah. So, you know, uh, to an extent, that friendship could almost grow and develop an attraction that wasn't there to begin with. Definitely. But on the flip side, you might meet somebody that you think, holy shit, that person is smoking. Yeah. And over time, as you start to learn more about their personality, you start to find them horribly repulsive. Right. They are no longer even physically attractive to you so it's just weird how the human psyche looks at our sexual desires and our attractiveness toward other people i don't know if that's the right word um and a lot of that can grow or develop or it can die based simply on interactions and continued interactions with that person yeah i think a lot of people too will talk themselves into staying in a relationship with somebody because they are their best friend or they're such good friends right instead of like having that romantic connection as well like and I, I feel like they talk themselves into it but I feel like those are the people that will cheat like they're like that's my best friend I love them I'm not leaving them because they've had my back forever mm-hmm. but I want to fuck this person right. over here because I'm actually attracted to that person now right so that's kind of like blurred lines blurred lines I know you want 
That goes back to can you be in a relationship with someone who is literally just your best friend? And right. should you? I agree. Yeah. I don't know. It's just weird. Yeah. There's no right or wrong answer. I nope. just it was something I thought I would discuss. And like another thing under this topic that I had put in my notes that you've discussed with me in the past, because I'm at a point now where I've had so many bad relationship experiences that I haven't even hugged a woman inappropriately in years. <laughs> like it's there's been zero, zero sexual activity in Jeff's life. There are no notches in the bedpost prior to 1976. Damn. Or, no, I'm kidding. You ain't that old. No, I was you were like born, born in 75. Okay. But I'm just saying it's been a long time, but I'm okay with that. So, yeah. but you had mentioned to me at one point and not even necessarily jokingly, like, well, have you considered like friends with benefits? And I'm, that's just something I've never done before. And I'm not sure I'm capable of that. Like yeah. I'm, I'm such a romantic romantic at heart, which is what's caused me to have my heart broken or be in certain situations that I probably shouldn't have been in because I jumped in too fast or got way too invested emotionally. Uh Um, So for me... I, I would rather just go through the rest of my life celibate. I'm not saying that's going to happen. I don't yeah. want to. But at this point, I, that doesn't bother me, the idea. Yeah, I think my recommendation for you was not so much friends with benefits because that blurs the lines. Blurred lines. Especially if you're a romantic. But just a... Hookers. <laughs> I mean, that would work. <laughs> Literally just a benefits. Like, you mutually say, look, I... I and I have done this before with people that I don't like their personality. Like, you are not going to be my friend. I don't like you. But this is a need that I need right now. So, like, if you can mutually just agree with somebody, like, look, I, you're not cool. I don't like you. But you got a nice body, you know? So, it's like a blow-up doll. Like, See, don't I wouldn't talk even, to me. Like, I wouldn't even be able to do that. Like, yeah. I'm the type of person, again, being a romantic, that I've always been the type of guy that I do equate sex more with emotion and yeah. feeling. So. So, like, if I didn't like somebody's personality, okay, like, yeah. I don't, I don't think it would would happen. Sorry, mom. Yeah, <laughs> um, but yeah, no. I mean, it's it's been a long time. It's been long enough that the Jeff becomes Jeff podcast should be sponsored by Jergens and Kleenex. Oh my god! No, I'm kidding. <laughs> and for the record. For the record, uh, any man out there who grabs a bottle of hand lotion and a box of tissues in order to self-gratify is a fucking weirdo. That is a myth that was created by... Movies and comedies. I'm sure it sold a lot of lotion. No, because no man's using lotion. I I mean, if they are, that's just weird. I mean, that means... Every motherfucker on this planet has the softest dick. That'd be nice. I, I don't know. Well, sometimes <laughs> sometimes a soft dick, is uh, that's a bad thing. <laughs> Once again, uh, sorry, Mom. <laughs> All right, so let's get back to what you were talking about. So when I asked you your question about who do you consider, you know, these friends in the last year that are truly friends, and you said, does family count? And, like, I talked about with my son and my daughter. So, like, what, what do you consider to be, like, that dividing line between what would separate or what would take someone past the point of being a family member to being a friend first? 
can I tell them, can I talk to them about sex? Can I talk to them about the nasty things or the very, very personal things without feeling like they'll judge me? Like me calling my mom and saying, mom, I'm visiting this weekend. Quick question. Do you have any jargons? Yeah. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) Just like that. No. Um, But so (laughs) it goes back to what we were talking about earlier with like close friends versus best friends where it's all about disclosure. So I, that's kind of what I had in a lot of my notes was that's what I felt like it's really boils down to that sense of trust and a willingness to tell things to someone that you would tell to almost no one else right so okay cool we're on the same page absolutely last thing we will discuss before we go into asshole trivia is enemies so what makes someone an enemy I will give you I gave you the definition of friend earlier I will give you the definition of an enemy okay it is a person who feels hatred for fosters harmful designs against or engages in antagonistic activities against another. So there's like multiple prongs to this. So technically by this definition, just hating someone or being hated by that person makes them an enemy. Yeah. I I tend to think it includes a little bit more about that, you know, actually the fostering harmful designs against. What that means is you're actively trying to fuck this person's life up. Mm -hmm. That to me is more like an enemy. Like the ex-girlfriend that I talked about that I mean, when that ended, I was like, I was just angry with myself. Why was I in this relationship to begin with? Because the compatibility just wasn't there. There were so many trust issues on her side. She was just so arrogant and narcissistic and fake. It was everything that I despise. Mm -hmm. But while I, I don't know that I would consider an enemy, do I hate her? Yeah, kind of. I probably hate myself more for putting myself in that position. And while I would maybe stand up and cheer a little bit to watch life knock her down a couple fucking pegs, Uh while I would take some satisfaction in that because she needs it, I would never design or try and create something to fuck with her life. You know, I'd rather life just karma work itself out. Yeah, that's how I am. So, I mean, I don't know that I have any enemies in this world people that are trying to fuck my shit up do you uh i mean i guess i would say no i think people don't like me that's for sure but unless that they're doing it secretively i don't know of anybody who's actively trying to fuck my life right. up um so would i mean let's take away the definition and everything i yeah. just described from my perspective had i just asked you the question to begin the enemy section do you have any enemies wh- what would your answer have been i would say probably i definitely have people who don't want to see me succeed that's for sure okay. um i have people who like if i had something they wanted and they would do whatever it took and have done whatever you know it takes to get that from me take it from me mm-hmm. um i've had that happen so yeah i definitely have a lot of enemies a On lot the of flip jealous side, people and this doesn't make you a bad person makes you right. human are there people that you would like to not see succeed absolutely okay. yeah and i just admitted to <laughs> take this bitch down a peg yeah. You know, so yeah. And I think it's kind of it would be naive for anyone to say that they've never wished that somebody wouldn't. I mean, even if you're playing basketball or whatever, you don't want that other person you're playing against to win because you want to win. Right. Right. But that doesn't make them your enemy. Right. But in that sense, it kind of does. I guess. Right? But I, yeah, there are. Remind people... me never to play basketball with you. <laughs> 
I am very, very competitive. She shot me in the foot when so, I was yeah. going for a layup. Yeah, I, I'm I thought we very said no glocks on the court. To a point where I probably should work on it because there are some times where I'm just like, I want to fuck you up because I want to be on top, and like in certain circumstances. Um, so it's probably very unhealthy, but yeah, I definitely have enemies. Gotcha. So you don't prefer missionary style because you want to be on top. <laughs> and otherwise, I'm going to fuck you up. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> if anyone wants to hear more about missionary style, you can go back and listen to my 69th episode, the 69 special, which Miss Whitney Nicole was also on. Ooh. Ooh. All right. <laughs> Getting weird in here. All right. That is wrapped up our topic, but it has not wrapped up the episode because... Oh. All right, kids, it's time for Jeff's Asshole Trivia! That's right, it's the trivia game show where Jeff is an asshole and tries to make his guests feel like an idiot. Not a trivia show about Jeff's asshole. Yay! Asshole Trivia! And I have to pee. You have to pee again? Yeah. Oh my god, weak bladdered Whitney... After these messages, Old Bitty. we'll be right back. Men, are you tired of using hand lotion during your masturbation processes? Leaving your penis silky smooth, indistinguishable from a baby's bottom? Well, fear no more with our new granulated jacking powder from Jeffson & Jeffson. Jack powder. With our proprietary formula, made up of ground stones, gravel, and sand, we guarantee that in every jacking session, you will remove at least the first three layers of skin from your penis. Jack powder. Leave those worries of a silky smooth penis behind with the new and improved granulated jack powder from Jeffson & Jeffson. Side effects may include bleeding, rash, irritation, pain, vomiting, loss of penis sensitivity, loss of skin, loss of life. Do not use if you're allergic to granulated jack powder. Consult your physician to find out if granulated jack powder is right for you. Jack powder. All right, so this topic of Jeff's asshole trivia is relevant to what we've been discussing. The theme of it is essentially just friends and enemies, okay? Mm -hmm. There's a variety of different things that are going to be related to friends and enemies. It's not just, you know, music or songs or TV shows or stats or anything like that. My voice broke on stats. <laughs> so the first one is related to stats because I'm a nerd, and this is one of the facts that I found on the cyber bullying research center survey and it was one that i excluded from saying earlier to see if you could guess the answer to this question okay so how many u.s high schoolers reported that they spend time actually physically engaged with their friends offline and outside of the school walls i'll give you multiple choice okay 25 percent, 45 percent, or 65 percent so how many kids hang out with their friends after school? Basically, these are they're saying that they actually see their friends and it's not all 100% online. It's probably 25%. Ah, damn it, you're correct. <laughs> whoop, whoop. I was hoping you would be more optimistic of our youth. Off to a great start. Son of a bitch. I suck at this game, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. All right. Number two, Garth Brooks, in the biggest hit song of his career, famously said that he has friends where? In low places. Damn it. Ah! 
not. I don't even do country music like that. I know. That's why I, I thought. I was going to say in all places, but I'm like, that's, that's not right. That's why I thought I would get you. <laughs> all right. In 1985, you were negative how old? Negative six. Okay. In, but still, shouldn't matter. <laughs> in 1985, Stevie Wonder, Elton John, Gladys Knight, and Dionne Warwick famously recorded a song that went on to be the biggest single in 1986, winning two Grammy Awards for Best Pop Performance by a duo or group with vocals, as well as Song of the Year. What was the song? Is it like, why can't we be friends or something friend-related? Yeah, it's friend-related, but I need the title. Did I say it already? No. Okay, so... (laughs) Who is it again? Stevie? Stevie, Elton John, Gladys Knight, Dionne Warwick. Pretty sure it was released on a Dionne album, and it was also a cover of a, I want to say, Rod Stewart song from a movie. All right, I'm going to give you one clue. I shouldn't do this. I'm going to give you the first four words of the chorus, Okay. if I remember this correctly. Can you sing them in tune, like in the melody? That gives it away. Keep smiling. Keep shining. I don't know. It, it, I don't know. That's what friends are for. Oh, you yeah. never heard that? Maybe, but I'm I'm young, I guess. Yay for <laughs> me. All right, so you're two for three so far. We have 11 questions. Ah, okay. So once again, we're going to try and... If What's a passing grade? Passing grade would be six. Okay. If you go five for five or five for 10, we have the 11th bonus question as a tiebreaker. We will do it anyway just for fun. Okay. But six is what you're going for. Okay. Now, I asked you this question in a text yesterday, I believe, or two days ago, mm-hmm. and I know you didn't watch the show Friends, but it's almost impossible in pop culture not to have this basic knowledge about the show. Okay. Name the most famous couple on the show Friends. Rachel and... There are people out there screaming at you I right know. now. I know! I didn't watch Friends. Um, what's his name? David he... Schwimmer is the actor. He had the brown hair. Um... Rachel is right. Rachel and... Into the mic, please. Rachel and oh what Chandler no no don't take that it was the other dude Ross damn it Rachel and Ross damn I'm getting smoked (laughs) smoked all right a political question oh no current political question okay what country is Russia's biggest enemy right now Ukraine damn it (laughs) What that have to do with friends? Oh, because enemies. Okay. Right. Friends and enemies. That's the theme. <laughs> okay. Oh, my God. You've already got four right. You I need, almost said friends. You need two like more friends. out of the next four. Okay. <laughs> France. Uh, France. <laughs> what restaurant? Oh, wee oui, wee. Oui. Wee. Oui. Yes. Um, <laughs> what restaurant has been well known for serving burgers and ice cream for over 80 years? Think of the theme. Right, friends. Um, Burgers and ice cream. More predominantly ice cream. It has to do with friends? This might be a little before your time. I don't know if they're as relevant now as they used to be. I would know the answer to this knowing the theme, though. Is it 
I mean, I'm just going to guess because I don't know. Dairy Queen? No. Friendlies. Oh, I don't know. Never heard of them? No. Okay, uh-uh. good. Damn, I'm Boom. hungry. <laughs> All right, number seven. You have to get two out of the last three. Okay. Right? Oh, or, my God. Or, oh, shit. Or one out of the last three and the tiebreaker. The pressure is on. True or false. Okay. Tupac and Biggie. Tupac, Tupac whatever. <laughs> You can tell who's the whitest guy in the room. That would be Tupac. Jeff. Tupac. Tupac, a toilet paper, I extra didn't, I strength. Had no clue where you're going with that. True or false, Tupac and Biggie Smalls were friends. False. Wrong. True. Tupac, oh. act, Tupac, Jesus, actually helped Biggie with his career, and only near the end did their geography and the gangs that they started to become a part of cause their untimely deaths. They were actually very close oh. friends. And very supportive. Sweet. I actually got one over on you in your realm. I know. Oh, my God. The pressure is on. What celebrity, this is followers, not friends. Okay. It's multiple choice. What celebrity has the most followers on Instagram? Kylie Jenner. You know who she is, right? Mm -hmm. Cristiano Ronaldo. You know who that is? Mm -hmm. Selena Gomez. Mm -hmm. Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Kylie. Sorry. Cristiano Ronaldo has 472 million followers. Kylie Jenner comes in second with 363 million. That's almost 110 million less than Cristiano Ronaldo. I didn't know that. Yes. I thought Kylie was. You would think. Selena Gomez, 340 million. Dwayne The Rock Johnson, 320 million. Maybe the reason Cristiano Ronaldo has more is because women may be more prominently active on social media media yeah and he flashes a lot of pictures of his, his abs. hot abs and pecs now sit down and show me your tits damn okay oh my god i might lose this oh ah Uh-oh. i'm a sore loser you will be my enemy if, if we oh. lose. <laughs> <laughs> it's like on the basketball court one two three four you only have four right going into the ninth question oh my god you have to get the next you two good. right. You did good. Okay. Have to get the next two right. Okay. Or one of them and the tiebreaker. Okay. These two best friends who were puppets and roommates would awkwardly take baths together. Bert and Ernie? Yes. Okay. I just guessed on that. Puppets. That's it. I gave it away. That's weird. But yeah, they would they would take <laughs> baths together. It was always a very awkward old situation. Men, old men puppets. All right. I don't know if you're a fan of superhero comic book stuff. I'm guessing not. But you should, once again, based on pop culture, just like Ross and Rachel, you should be able to answer this question. Okay. I've got one, two, three, four, five, six. Six, seven, eight options. There might be more that if I hear it, I'll know you're right. Mm-hmm. I only want you to name three of Batman's biggest enemies. Joker. There's one. His daddy. That's not true. <laughs> <laughs> Batman did not have daddy issues. His daddy was killed thought, by uh, the Joker. You know, okay, this is not okay. Obviously, the Joker. Mm-hmm. We've gone down that road already. The mayor. The mayor. <laughs> what? I mean, we're talking villains. Do you think? Do you think the mayor of Gotham is, is a the, super is villain? The green guy. Is there a green guy. There is a green guy with punctuation on his outfit. Uh, Lots of question marks. The Green Goblin. That's Spider Man. Um. His boss. <laughs> he doesn't have a boss. He runs Wayne Enterprises. 
He is his own boss. He hates himself. <gasps> himself. And now, honestly, yeah. that could be a correct answer, but that's, I'm not counting that. Okay. Um, let me try one more. Um, I'll give you a hint. One is a female. Well, that woman he loves. That you would be allergic to. Oh, Catwoman. There's another. Oh, they're enemies? Typically, yeah. Oh. Catwoman is a villain. How dare him? Halle Berry. How dare him? How dare her? Whatever. That wench. <laughs> okay, so that's two. Mm-hmm. And I already tried to give you a huge hint. I don't know that green guy. Okay, so there's other characters right, in the DC you, world. Back in the day of Batman movies, Jim Carrey played the man in the green with the question marks. Oh, he was. Um, I'm trying to give this to you. Oh, I can see it in my in my mind because I Jim can see Carrey's, it in my face. In, 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 <laughs> yeah, in, in my Facebook, um, he did a really good job at it, and he was very like his mouth moved a lot and stuff. Um. <laughs> And he would always say, blank me this, Batman. I don't know. I give up. That was the Riddler. Oh, I wouldn't have And then there that. was also Penguin. Okay. Two-Face, Scarecrow, Poison Ivy, and Bane, played by Tom Hardy in the third. All right. Nope. Look at this. Oh! You need a tiebreaker. Okay. You have five. You haven't failed yet. Oh, my God. One, two, three, four, five, including a Garth Brooks question. Hey, I'm proud of that one. Oh, the dreaded Britney Spears who... Made up for that. Fucked you up in your first... Jeff's She's asshole back. trivia. I said trivia. Like there's an F in there. Just one F, mind you. This is going to be way too easy. You're going to win. I'm so pissed at myself. Why did I make this I the tiebreaker? You never know. I fucked Britney up Spears ended a major legal battle recently. Who was her biggest enemy during the battle? Her dad. Yes. I told you it was yeah, a giveaway. I won! <laughs> Son of a bitch! So, Batman loved his daddy, but Britney is another story. I know. Man. Daddy issues. All right. You are two for three in <laughs> asshole trivia so far. Or rather, I'm one for three. I suck at this No, game. I was pretty bad at that, so that was luck. You All just right. you sucked at the last question. I know. Well, I wanted to try and be somewhat nice. I tried to hand you the Batman question. I went so far, question marks, blank yeah. me this Batman, because he would say, riddle me this Batman. Oh, I'm, yeah, I thought, I'm sure there's so many people out there like just yelling at me right oh, now. Oh, yeah. They hate you. They're your enemies. No. Oh, well, I they're, still they're get gonna, paid. They're going to pull out their Glock <laughs> on the basketball court. Oh, God. No. Shoot me in my foot. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. We have reached the end of the podcast episode. Thank you for joining me again. Give everyone a quick plug really quick again where they can find your new album and what it's called, please. Yes. So my new EP is called A Fine Line, and you can find it on all streaming platforms. My social media is Whitney Nicole Official. Um, that's on Instagram. On Twitter, it's Whitney in Music and TikTok, Whitney Nicole Official, all the same stuff. Um, so you can find me. I do have a new website. It's WhitneyNicoleMusic.com. So check me out, and thank you. Very cool. All right, once again, you can find all my bullshit online. I'm not going to rehash where you can find it. Go back and listen to the beginning of the episode if you want to know where the hell to go, you lazy sons of bitches. Until next time, I'm Jeff. And I'm Whitney.
right?